second episode of the J&J Talk NBA podcast. My name is Justin Lester here with my brother Jordan Lester. And Jordan, I believe after last night's Lakers game, that is where we want to start today. Yeah, LeBron James dropping 56 points, defying all odds at age 37 in year 19. Just an unbelievable performance. But overall, the Lakers suck. I don't think there's any other way to put it. I mean, if it takes 56 points out of LeBron to beat the Warriors by, what, five points? That's not a sustainable way of playing basketball. So I don't know what the solution is for the Lakers at this point in the season. They're past the trade deadline. Anthony Davis is out for the next couple of weeks, um, and then he'll be reevaluated. Don't know what he'll be looking like come playoff time, but yeah, it's just... As a Lakers fan, it's been a frustrating year to watch. Yeah, it's crazy. You go back and look at the the betting odds before the season, <clears> the projections. Actually, 538.com had it correct. We thought they were idiots when they said the Lakers weren't going to make the playoffs, but they had it correct. Everybody else had the Lakers as a top seed, and the Nets as well. So it's crazy to look back at that now. Yeah, they're pretty much stuck in the 9-10 matchup. Um, they're going to be in the plan after LeBron and previous years has said he does not like the plan. Now he is going to reap the benefits of it. And I could see them winning both of those games, sneaking in as the eight seed. Um, Then they'll probably face the Suns, who they lost to last year in the playoffs. That would be a really fun series. Could be quick, um, depending on how AD looks, but I'd really look forward to that one. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers, the thing that I don't like is that everybody is blaming everything on Westbrook. I know that Westbrook isn't isn't a good fit with this team. There's there's no doubt about that, but I think their problems go beyond Westbrook. I think they do not play any defense. I mean, they, they've shown flashes, but overall, they just don't play defense. Like, you watch their games, and they're putting up 55 in the first half, but they're down by 12. Like, you can't, you can't expect to win games when you're giving up 67 and a half. So I think... Their defense is their main problem. Offensively, when you got LeBron on your team, you need you need a lot of shooting to surround the floor. When he was in Miami for his two championships there, they had Ray Allen, they had Shane Battier, they had Chris Bosh, they had plenty of shooters, you know, around the area. Mike Miller um, to let him attack. When he was in Cleveland, they had Kyle Korver, Kevin Love, Jeff Green, Kyrie Irving. I mean, the list goes on and on in Cleveland. And then even in his championship with the Lakers, they had a lot more shooting than they do now. So it's just not not the right formula to win. Um, I know Westbrook is definitely struggling and is part of the problem, but I don't like, you know, all the hate on Westbrook that he's been getting. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I'm I'm one of the Westbrook haters. Um, (laughs) I know you are. But I, I agree with all that. Having said all that, I do think that there is a version of LeBron some amount of years ago that takes this team to a really good record and possibly the finals. I mean, he's taken some very bad teams to the promised land. And I I just don't think he's sadly the same guy that he was even four years ago, Um, despite the 56, despite the crazy numbers he's putting up. And he is putting up really good numbers. Um, He's definitely not the LeBron that he once was. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely putting up the numbers, but you could, if you just, by the eye test, it doesn't look like he's as engaged, especially defensively. I mean, they're 
are multiple possessions per game where he'll go in for a layup, thinks he gets fouled but doesn't get the call, and just sits on the other end and doesn't get back on defense. And then the other team gets an open three. And, I mean, that's, you know, maybe 10 years ago he would have hustled back and gotten a chase down block, which he's still getting some of, but he just he's not as engaged defensively, I would say. And he's obviously not as athletic and energetic and bouncy as he used to be. So that plays into it as well. But, but yeah, it's definitely been a struggle as a Lakers fan. Um, I love watching LeBron. I still watch him every game because of that. I think LeBron is about six games away from passing Carl Malone on the all-time scoring list, number two. Um, I think, honestly, that might be LeBron's main focus right now is just trying to score a bunch of points, move up on that list, and eventually, if he stays healthy, knock on wood, pass Kareem next year. So that's at this point, he's probably just like, man, his team, not the best. You know, We're probably not going to make any noise this playoffs, so... I'm just going to produce and get buckets and call it a day. Yeah. I think he knows that he needs to build up his resume as much as possible while he's still playing. And he'll eventually have a resume that's almost undeniable stat-wise. Yeah. I mean, he's already the number one playoff scorer. He's already the number one overall scorer, playoffs and regular season combined. Eventually, it's just going to be undeniable. But speaking of not being locked in defensively, James Harden. <laughs> what do what do we think about his first few games in Philly? Uh, I've watched every single game since he got to Philly. I think he was out the last game against the Heat with hamstring tightness, which like that's just load management. But they look really good. I I love watching this version of James Harden when he's motivated, when he seems to be in better shape already than he was just on the Nets a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, he looks like he and Embiid are getting along really well. They're clicking really well. They're um, Obviously, him and Embiid are the two main guys and are playing really well together. But, but Tyrese Maxey has also looked extremely well for them. Um, Tobias Harris is struggling a little bit, but he'll, he'll find his way. And um, Yeah, they're definitely... Definitely going to be a uh, threat in the East come come playoff time, and I think you know with that in regards to that trade, I think both teams kind of got what they wanted. I think Philly, I think Daryl Morey really wanted James Harden in Philadelphia, um, and he got that. But Brooklyn got Simmons, who I think is a good complement to Kyrie and Kevin Durant, plus Andre Drummond, who is a good rebounder and finisher down low and they were kind of lacking in size and they got another shooter Seth Curry who's going to help them a lot with Joe Harris being out for the rest of the year so I think both teams got what they wanted Philadelphia is in a better position right now in terms of seating I think they're third in the east right now Brooklyn is actually ninth after losing today to um who did they play today Boston um so yeah it I think it's a good trade for both teams, but I really like the way that Philadelphia looks right now. Yeah, I agree. I think they're on the short list of teams that can win it in the East, and if not win it all. I mean, it's kind of wide open, especially with Chris Paul being out. You never know how that's going to look. He's pretty old. Um, 
Yeah, I agree. I think both teams got something good in this trade. Um, I've got Harden's numbers pulled up. He's averaging 27, 12 assists, seven and a half boards, only 2.8 turnovers, 59% overall, 58% from three, 90% on 10 free throws a game. Jeez. That's good. (laughs) That's an understatement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good fit. We'll see come playoff time. We know the playoffs have not been Harden's brightest moments. Um, but I do think they're on the short list of teams that can win it in the East. I'm, I'm super excited. I would love to see Brooklyn, Philly. I guess that would be probably a 2-7 or maybe a 1-8 or maybe a second rounder. But that would be so fun. Yeah, it's crazy all the possibilities that could happen in the East. I mean, right now you got Miami in first place who nobody is talking about. They've just been flying under the radar all season, been solid. They got basically everything you need for a championship team, but I don't think they have quite the superstar presence like a Giannis or a Kevin Durant or a Joel Embiid. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a star. I don't know if he's at that superstar level. Um, so you got the Heat, you got the Sixers, you got the Bucks, defending champs, um, you got... The Cavs, who you think are going to finish first in the East. We'll see if that happens. Rest um, in peace to that hot take. <laughs> you got Celtics, the Nets. I think there are six legit teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, so it's going to be super interesting to see what happens in the playoffs. I'm really excited for the postseason this year, especially in the Eastern Conference. So, Yeah, if, if you ask me who can actually win the East, I would say there's four teams. I think Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. Um, I think Chicago and Boston are close. If things really break their way, which sometimes things do. Um, we've seen weird things happen in the NBA before, but I just don't think either of those teams have that dude. And Tatum could get there. DeRozan, maybe. Maybe Zach can get there. Um, but I don't know if... Either of those teams has that dude that's ready to take over and, and lead a team to the finals. So do you think do you think um, Jimmy Butler is better than DeRozan and Jason Tatum? I would take Jimmy Butler for a series, yes. We we saw him lead the Heat to the finals. They were down three to two heading into game six against LeBron. Uh, so he has been there. And while I think that DeRozan and Tatum are having better seasons than Butler. If you ask me who do I want for a seven-game series, I'm taking Butler over either of them. Butler's a bad man. <laughs> he is, and he he's definitely more of like a an all-around player than those guys. I mean, Tatum and DeRozan can put the ball in the hole. No doubt about that. Tatum with, what, 54 today? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Um, DeRozan obviously been killing, but... Butler's definitely more of an all-around type of player. You know, he'll get, he'll get you he'll get you 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists, where Tatum will get you 31. He'll get you the boards. He might not get you the assists. Kind of the same thing with DeRozan. Um, but, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. The East is so up in the air. I don't think it's been like this in a long time. And I would say... If I had to bet right, if I had to bet money right now, I would put my money on the Milwaukee Bucks to win the East, just because of the least amount of uncertainty. I would say the Bucks 
went to the finals last year. They basically had the same team coming back. Um, they added a couple other pieces. Um, they know their roles. They have the same coach. There's familiarity. There's continuity. So they have the least amount of variables and uncertainty. You know, Philadelphia, you don't know. They've just started playing together. Brooklyn, the amount of uncertainties are probably the most in NBA history right now. <laughs> is, is Ben Simmons back actually hurt? <laughs> Who knows? Um, the Heat, I don't know if they have as much uncertainty. They just... I don't know. They not as much as the Bucks, I guess. So, but it's not quite as much star power in Miami. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But but if I had to bet right now, I'd put my money on the Bucks. What about you? Yeah, I totally agree. I would do the same. Now let's let's see when Simmons comes back. If he looks okay, and if they get a good matchup in the first round, I might put Brooklyn as the favorite. I think Durant is is that good, and. It does hurt to have Joe Harris after the season. That's a bummer because now you're going to have to play Seth Curry, who can't guard anyone. And <laughs> Joe Harris could at least guard some people. Yeah, that's true. Um, but man, the East is going to be really exciting for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, it's crazy. Should we go off to the West where uh, Memphis and Mr. Morant are making a ton of noise right now? My goodness, this this guy Jaw, what he's doing this season is unbelievable. I mean. He's probably the the most got the guy most in the league right now that you basically need to watch. He's he's must watch TV, must see TV. He's box office. He puts up ridiculous numbers, and he puts up two plays each game that leave you in awe. Just unbelievable athleticism, shot creation, and I think I saw a stat the other day that said that he is averaging like over 20 points per game in the paint, which is like, he's like the fifth guy to do it in NBA history. And the other guys were Shaq, Giannis, Kareem, and Wilt or something like that. And he's a point guard. It's absurd. And I've seen a lot of Derrick Rose comparisons. Um, I think some of it is valid. I mean, the athleticism. It was obviously off the charts for both of them, obviously with Derrick Rose pre-knee surgeries. Um, so, yeah, they're a super exciting team. They're, I think, tied for second right now with the Warriors. I think they just lost today to the Rockets, actually. Um, but, but yeah, Grizzlies, super exciting. They got they got a squad this year. I mean, Desmond Bain is balling out. Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams, um I think Zaire Williams is starting for them at the three right now. And Dylan Brooks probably coming back soon. And then you got got guys like Kyle Anderson coming off the bench. Um, so, yeah, they're they're looking really good, and they're super exciting to watch. Yeah, how about these guards from small schools just taking over in the NBA? You got Jaw from Murray State, Lillard, Weber State, Curry, Davidson. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. We need to go back and look at these recruiting ratings and really <laughs> see if those guys should still have jobs. Seriously, yeah. But yeah, I, I think the Grizzlies are legit. And like we said, the West is kind of wide open with uh, Chris Paul especially being out. That's kind of a question mark. The Lakers may not even make the playoffs. The Clippers, who knows if Kawhi and PG are going to come back. Uh, the Nuggets are still banged up. We don't know what Jamal Murray is going to look like. So 
who the heck knows, man? I would not have thought the Grizzlies had a chance heading into the season, but here we are, and Jaw is electrifying, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, the Grizzlies are super exciting. The West is, like you said, kind of wide open right now. I mean, a couple weeks ago, pre-All-Star, when Chris Paul was healthy, I would have told you the Suns were probably the favorite to come out of the West now. I don't know. It's going to depend on how Chris Paul looks when he comes back. Um, it's going to depend on Draymond Green's status. If he can come back and be the same Draymond and they can develop some continuity before the playoffs start, they're going to be tough, um, depending on Clay as well. Um, Grizzlies will be tough. I think a team that has been playing really well as of late and who's kind of not really talked about when talked about winning the West is the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. I think the Mavericks made a great trade in trading Porzingis and getting back Spencer Dinwiddie along. Who did, who else did they get in that trade? Davis Bertans. Bertans. He's a good shooter, but I think Dinwiddie is super underrated. Um, and he's a great you know, one-two punch with Luka. Luka has been just on a tear as of late. Apparently he was, you know, came into the season out of shape and yep. said he wasn't eating well and all that stuff. And apparently he's eating well and stuff now. So, <laughs> and it's showing cause he's been unbelievable putting up 41, 10 and nine with ease. Um, so yeah, Mavericks, go ahead. I saw that Luca missed their last game, but Dinwiddie stepped in and had 30 plus yeah. to lead them to victory. So, yeah, it seems like, despite Porzingis probably being a better player than Dinwiddie and Bertans, it seems like they just kind of got rid of some bad chemistry. Um, Porzingis is expected to be a star, especially with his contract and the way he balled out in New York for a little bit. I think there's definitely a little friction, no matter what Luca and him would say about their friendship. Um, I think it didn't go as well as they would like, and they just need to get that bad chemistry out of there. And meanwhile... Just give the ball to Luca and get out of the way and see what happens. Literally, yeah. But yeah, the, the West, super interesting. I'm, I'm so excited for the playoffs this year. Like, when it comes, when does it start? Like, start of April, pretty much. Is that like a mid April? It's mid April. Yep. You got really March fun. Madness and then the NBA playoffs. Any, uh, any thoughts for me on who's going to take March Madness this year? I don't know. I think there's a lot of teams that have the potential. I really like Arizona. I think Tommy Lloyd has done an amazing job this year with that squad in his first season as a head coach. Um, I also like Purdue out of the Big Ten. I think they they look good. They got Jaden Ivey, and they got that huge Asian guy. Just a massive force in the middle. Um, but... I don't have an answer right now. I don't think I don't know who's going to win. What about you? It's so tough to say. I think there is eight to ten teams that could win it. Probably. I I don't know if this Gonzaga team is as good as they've been in the past. Um, I Chet could be a bad matchup for some teams. So I think it's really up in the air. I'm so excited. But like you said, <laughs> offline we were talking about North Carolina Duke, and you said they're going to be a really dangerous high seed. I could I could definitely see them making a run. There's going to be some team that makes a run like Oregon State did last year, and now Oregon State has won three games total this season. So, 
They won more games in the NCAA tournament last year than they have all regular season this year. Yep. Makes complete sense. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get into our our hot takes of the week? Let's do it. Why don't you go first? Alrighty. So, my hot take for the week, I know we were just talking about the Grizzlies and, you know, how good of a season they're having, how amazing Ja Morant is playing. Um, I think it's they're super fun to watch, and they've improved a lot, obviously. Um, but my hot take, I'm going to say the Grizzlies are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I think they'll probably finish with the three is my guess. I think the Warriors are hopefully going to get Draymond back soon, um, and they'll finish in the two with Phoenix at the one, um, leaving the Grizzlies at the three. And that'll leave them to play either the Mavericks or the Nuggets. Um, the Mavericks, like I was just saying, are looking really good as of late. Uh, the Nuggets, obviously, they got the Joker and could have Jamal Murray back for playoff time. Um, but I just think the Grizzlies don't have that experience yet. I know they've been in the playoffs. Um, they've been pretty consistently in the playing game, I feel like, for the last three years um, and have lost in the first round each time. I'm not I'm not talking down on the Grizzlies. I think they're a great team. I love John Morant, but I just think come playoff time, if you put the Grizzlies against the Mavericks, I, I would just put my money on the Mavericks. I think Luka is built for the playoffs. I think his game translates very well to the playoffs. Um, and the same thing with the Nuggets. So I, that's my hot take. I mean, obviously the Grizzlies are having a great season, but I think they're going to lose in the first round. Yeah, I like it. I think one thing we've learned about the NBA is, yes, it's obviously a team sport, but the team that has that dude or the team that just has that one best player in the series is probably the team you should put your money on. Unless the team has Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond <laughs> Yeah, the best team in NBA history, arguably. (laughs) Yes, and LeBron still almost beat them in game one. But (laughs) if you put up Ja and Luka head-to-head, Luka is better. And I agree. I would would take the Mavericks in that series. I would probably take the Nuggets as well, like you said, especially if Murray and Porter are back to some extent. So I like that take. Um, Although the Warriors are 2-8 and in their last 10, so... I would say Memphis is more likely to get the two, which would mean they would face Minnesota, probably. Yeah, I, That would be an interesting one. Yeah, I'd probably take... If the Grizzlies played the Timberwolves, I'd have to rethink that. I just think... I think the Warriors are going to turn it around and get the two seed. I mean, the Grizzlies lost to the Rockets tonight. Like, that's that's ridiculous for, for the two seed. And I think... The Grizzlies just haven't been there. The Warriors have the experience, so I think they're going to turn around and get the two seed. And then the Grizzlies will play the Mavericks, Nuggets, maybe the Jazz if they drop. Um, but, but, yeah, I just – regardless, you know, that's my hot take. I think the Grizzlies will lose in the first round. Such a hater. Such a hater. <laughs> okay, mine – yeah, kind of going off what you were saying about the Mavs. So I did a little research and found out that no team seated lower than third in their conference has won the NBA championship since 1995. And 
Only Wait a second. One. Are you yeah. sure about that? What about the Mavericks in 2011? I believe they were a three seed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no team seated below three has won the NBA championship since 1995. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And Jeez. only one team seated below third in the last 50 years has won the NBA championship. That was the Houston Rockets in 1995 with Hakeem Claude Drexler. Drexler. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny Smith. Smith. Mm-hmm. All those guys. And so I'm going to say that that trend will be broken this year. And a team lower than third will win the NBA championship. And that leaves the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavericks, or the Nets winning the championship. <laughs> or could be someone in the East also. The Bucks could slip to fourth. They could. That's yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm basing it off the current standings, and we know for sure that the Lakers, Clippers, Mavs, and Nets will not get a top three seed. The Bucks, yeah, they could be in that group as well. But yeah, I'm gonna say a team seated lower than third will win the championship. And man, if the Clippers are healthy, whew, Clippers face the Suns in the first round with Kawhi and PG. Clippers win that out. series. They would. Clippers, Clippers next year, fully healthy, knock on wood, with with everything, with all that they've developed this year, with a fully healthy Kawhi Leonard, a fully healthy Paul George. How that, many wings do they have on that team? 89. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they they got to have something up their sleeve for the summer because they got Norman Powell, Covington. I mean, they played the same position as PG and Kawhi. I know wings are extremely um, crucial to success, yeah. but man, they have so many. That's a crazy stat. I didn't. I mean, it makes sense in the NBA when you have a seven game series. The best team is generally going to win, and the best mm-hmm. team is usually the team that has won the most regular season games. And is the most healthy. That's crazy, though. Like you would have, you would think that even like a four seed, yep, would. So one team below a three in the last fifty years. That was from my uh, my Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> That's the most reliable source. Yes. So our credibility as a podcast is already being tested here. <laughs> if we get this wrong, we're screwed. But yeah, Dang, that's one team in the last 50 years. That's nuts. If there was any year to do it, this would be the year. I mean, with COVID, with the mandates that are out of whack, like we're not a political podcast, but what is going on in New York? <laughs> like they said that Kyrie, after the mandate, Falls into new mandate falls into effect can be in attendance for the games but can't play. I just I don't have a comment on that. Yeah, I have no comment either. <laughs> we want to see Kyrie play though. We want to see everybody healthy and on the court. And man, if they're the eight and Miami is the one or Chicago, man, they could they could do some damage. Okay, if if Brooklyn gets the eight. And they play Miami, Miami, and Kyrie is eligible to play the whole series, and Simmons is healthy. Who are you putting your money on? Let's let's see how Simmons looks. Oh, no, right now I'm asking you. You gotta. Oh, you I'm gotta, taking Brooklyn. 
taking Brooklyn. Yeah, I would do the same. Which is crazy. Like they could win the NBA championship as an eight seed. <laughs> yeah, it's unheard of. Like this, this is this has been the craziest NBA season in a while. Just with everything going on, and I mean, Kyrie and Ben Simmons are the two most talked about players probably this whole season, two most controversial players, and they're on the same team now. Yep. <laughs> two two complete head cases. <laughs> no, not not two complete head cases, but, I mean, obviously. Hope Ben's doing well with his mental health. Um, hope Kyrie can play. I hope both guys can play, like you were saying. We hope everybody's healthy because that would just make for a more entertaining playoffs. I mean – you want to see you want to see Simmons play out, even though all the hate he's been getting. You want to see him on the court. You want to see him gelling with his teammates and and doing well. So, yeah, I think this could be a situation that is great for him with KD handling a lot of the offense, Kyrie handling a lot of it. He can just be a lock up defender, drop some dimes, really no pressure on him. Um, yeah, I was watching that Celtics Nets game today. Great game, but despite Tatum's 54 i was just as i always am i'm just in awe of durant i mean <laughs> yes yeah, scores with ease yeah especially coming off an achilles the dude is just ridiculous yeah he, he hasn't really missed a beat so yeah. i, I want to see them healthy and i want to see what durant can do because i think if they were healthy last last year they would have won the championship so. i completely agree if kevin durant shaved his toenails <laughs> not shaved cut his toenails a little bit more Yep. They would be the NBA champions. Yep, and Mike Budenholzer would not be in Milwaukee. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty insane. But yeah. but yeah. Anything else before we go? No, I think that's it. Um, it was a super fun week. We had three 50 balls this week with Ja, LeBron, and Tatum. So mm-hmm. hoping to get more of that. I, I'm loving the uh, the NBA on Sunday. ABC games. I mm-hmm. they just NBA games just feel different when they're on ABC. I don't care who's playing, but it's just I love watching it on ABC with that scoreboard. It's just it's just nice. I feel that <laughs> way about TNT. I love me some TNT NBA games. Oh so. yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, fun podcast. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up and we'll talk to you guys again soon as things heat up in the NBA. Yes, sir. Alrighty. See you guys later.